Thanks so much, Craig, and also to Patty and Diane and others who do this weekly ministry of care for one person. This is a, a ministry of our church where it's a, it's a significant part of our missions budget. We pay the rent on an apartment for uh, every month. Uh, so we're, we are a, an apartment support, and then we have these trained mentors. And it's just really, it, it wouldn't be nice if we could just, you know, spend $11,000 and take care of homelessness in Naperville for several families. But this is kind of work that takes time, and it takes the work of these mentors. It's a time of serving and a, a, really a sacrifice, I, I believe, for a lot of our mentors for the amount of time that they give. Um, it's slow progress. Sometimes there are setbacks and some disappointments, uh, and yet they uh, keep going. And I actually love it that this program is sort of a one at a time because it reminds us of the value of each individual. Each person ends up in a place, or each of these people has ended up in a place of need. They show some kind of promise so that Bridge will take them in their program, and then others serve them one by one. To serve faithfully like that and to give of ourselves is, um, uh, is one of the ways that we see humility in action. Now, you can talk to some of these mentors and see how they feel about that. But, but overall, uh, serving and, and giving of ourselves is, a, is, is, a, is a, an expression of humility. And I see we, we see that especially as we enter into this week. Jesus himself, obviously, is the, the ultimate example. Jesus, he, who said, uh, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus is the ultimate example. It's the Jesus that we see on Palm Sunday when the Easter road is literally a road into Jerusalem. Jesus' entry on the road to Jerusalem comes and we sing. We already sang the hosannas that are shouting hosanna, which means praise now. And the, the word of God says here, see your king comes to you gentle or hum- Oh, look, we have slides. Way to go back there, by the way. I didn't know that. Woohoo! Just in time for the important stuff, right? Oops, humble, humble. Um, um, See, your king comes to you gentle or humble and riding on a donkey. But of course, the road to Jerusalem became a road to suffering. It became a road to death later in that week. And all that is ahead is Jesus travels the final leg of this Easter road. We have our own little Easter road here that's been in front of us for all of the season of Lent. And we're following these different verses through the letter to the Romans that explain this path to salvation. Until today, we come to to 12.3, which talks about this gift of humility and our service uh, that responds to this gift of life that we have. Today, we recall Jesus himself traveling a real road, road to Jerusalem where he will secure this gift of salvation for us, where all of this comes together on the cross and then, of course, in the empty tomb and the resurrection. Last week, we spoke of living a changed life, and today, it's verse 3 of 12. We looked at 12, 1 and 2 last week, and verse 3 connects us to Jesus on Palm Sunday in his example of humility. 12, 3 says this, For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. We're reminded of Matthew's version of the, of the Palm Sunday Parade where he quotes Zechariah 9.9, which says, Look, your king is coming to you, humble and riding on the donkey. And we think of the example of the, the Apostle Paul, the picture he paints for us in Philippians 2, where verse 5 says, Your attitude should be the same that Christ Jesus had. Your attitude should be the same as Christ. In Jesus, we find humility defined in service. Jesus gave of himself. Jesus humbled himself that we might be saved and have new life and that we might then love and serve others in need. So here's what we've said each week, that the Easter road is the road to reconciliation with God and with one another. The road is taking us through Paul's letter to the Romans on his way to a deeper understanding and experience of Jesus and his reconciling work of salvation. And today, the road takes us 
<clears throat> the road takes us to the Palm Sunday, this Palm Sunday entrance into Holy Week when Jesus, in giving his life, shows us the way of humility and it is a way of service to others. We're going to look for a few moments here. First of all, this challenge of humility. It's not that easy to do, is it? Secondly, the model of humility in Christ himself and then the way of humility that he points us to. The challenge of humility is that it's just not in our nature to be humble people. But the promise of the word is that we are being renewed. The nature that we live with and struggle with, even after we've come to Christ as Savior, is that our self always finds a way to get back to the center. And we get focused on either self-importance or just self-focus. And we begin to think that we are bigger or more important than perhaps we really are. I love this old quote from Billy Graham who said, The smallest package I ever saw was a man wrapped up wholly in himself. (laughs) Isn't that good? From a pretty humble man himself. But humility, you have to remember, is not passivity. Humility is not a a non-assertive, spineless wimpiness. It's not being a doormat. Humility is more rather a a realistic assessment of ourself. It's not a a low view or a high view. Because even if we have a low view of ourselves and we focus on what scum we are, we're still thinking about us, right? And if we have a high view, we're thinking of us. But no, humility is more of a, a realistic assessment of who we are based on who God has made us to be. And God, based on who God has made me to be in relation to others, I'm no more or less important than anyone else. I'm no more or less valuable than anybody else in God's economy and among people. We are not defined by our achievements and performance. Boy, it's a hard message in Naperville sometimes, isn't it? We are not defined by our achievements and our performance, but by God who made us. God who made me to be and how he puts me into relationship with others. How he puts me in relationship with these others, not by what I can get out of them, but how I can serve. It's a challenge for all of us. It's a challenge for the Christian, a challenge sometimes for us as pastors. I love this. Pastor William E. Smith, MA, THD, MDiv, PhD, DD, DLIT, and your humble service. I only have three degrees. Let me tell you about them. No, but seriously. It's a challenge. It's hard. See, I had to mention that, didn't I? But 12.3 follows where we were last week. 12.2 said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Remember that? Where we could actually take thoughts and say, Lord, help me remove these thoughts and focus my thoughts here in places where you want them. 12.2 says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Once we come to Christ, he leads us into living a new life and changing the way we think. And this humility then of considering ourselves as no more important than others is a new way of thinking. It's learning who I am in Christ. It's learning to serve in his name, not for what I get out of it, but for what I give. And of course we have a model, an example of this in Christ himself. Jesus is the model of humility. We look here quickly at what Jesus said and what he did. What he said, I love this verse from this passage from Mark 10, 35 through 45. I'll just read part of it. And let me just set it up real quick. This is the part where James and John came to Jesus, two of the disciples said, Lord, when, when it comes to the kingdom in the sky, could, could one of us sit on your right hand and one on your left? Basically, James and John are going, could we be the most important disciples? And so Jesus, Jesus talks to them about, are they willing to suffer what it's going to take? And they say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the other ten hear about that, and that's where we pick this up. When the ten other disciples discovered what James and John had asked, they were indignant. So Jesus called them together and said, quote, you know that in this world, kings are... Tyrants and officials lorded over people beneath them, but among you it should be quite different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. 
And whoever wants to be the first must be a slave of all. For even I, the Son of Man, came here not to be served, but to serve others and to give my life as a ransom for many. This is what Jesus said. I did not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life in an ultimate act of sacrifice and humility as a ransom for many. This is Jesus the King. This is Jesus the Lord. This is the one who will be raised up higher than anybody saying, I came to serve and to give of myself. And that's what he did, what Jesus did. And we read about this in Philippians 2, which is really one of the most significant passages about Jesus humbling himself in order to lift us up. Verse 5 of Philippians 2 says, Your attitude should be the same that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not demand and cling to his rights as God. He made himself nothing. He took the humble position of a slave and appeared in human form. And in human form, he obediently humbled himself even further by dying a criminal's death on a cross. Because of this, God raised him up to the heights of heaven and gave him a name that is above every other name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven, on earth, and under the sun. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, the glory of God the Father. Jesus is this model of humility. Your attitude, the way you live your life, should be the same that Christ Jesus had. As your thinking gets renewed and you get perspective on who you are in this world in relation to others, your thinking should get more and more aligned with the way that Christ aligned his thinking. And what he did, he set aside his rights as God in order to serve us. Jesus, the model of humility, the model of service. And he leads us then into the way of humility, the way of humility. Now, I don't follow country western music very much. It's not that I don't like it. It's just that I've never really been in a world where it's been important or listened to. Uh, but I, I was reading, I like, I like to read the, the A&E. I, I still read a real paper, you know, newspapers that are printed on paper. I still read one of those. And on Friday morning, I was reading the arts and entertainment section. And on the insect page two, there's always these little boxes of little newsworthy notes. And this one really caught my attention because the headline was Humble Author. Tim McGraw's, quote, humble and kind, the hit single inspired by his daughter's leaving for college, will soon become a book. Hatchet Books told the Associated Press Thursday that the bound edition of Humble and Kind, featuring the lyrics, illustrations, and an introduction by the country star, will come out May 17th. So I thought, humble, that's the key. I'm preaching on that this week. I looked that up. So I, I googled up the words, and I looked at the YouTube version. Of it. We're not going to look at it and listen to it, but we're going to look at the words here a little bit. It's really, it's, it's really a sweet song, and... Um, these are Tim McGraw's words. You, you know, there's a light that glows by the front door. Don't forget the keys under the mat. Childhood stars shine. Always stay humble and kind. I like this line. Go to church because your mama says to. Oh, there's better reasons. But anyway, he wrote this. Okay. Uh, go to church because your mama says to. Visit grandpa every chance you can. It won't be wasted time. Always be humble and kind. Hold the door, say please, say thank you, don't steal, don't cheat, don't lie. I know you got mountains to climb, but always stay humble and kind. When the dreams you're dreaming come to you, when the work you put in is realized, let yourself feel the pride, but always stay humble and kind. It's a very sweet song. In fact, I saw a couple of you had posted it and put some things on Facebook yesterday too. Some simple thoughts and the message that we hear often in church to not just be nice, but to, to be humble and to be kind and acts the ways we serve each other. I thought there's some good thoughts, but especially that, that last line, when the dreams you're dreaming come to you, 
You know, we grow up here and shoot for the stars and you'll land on a planet or whatever they say, whatever. You know, you know, keep their dreams. You can do anything if you put your mind to it. And when you work hard and when you realize that, let yourself feel the pride. But you're still not defined exclusively by what you dream that you achieved or got to. Always stay humble and kind. Who do we do it for? Who gets the attention? We have this model to follow of Christ in his humble service. How do we do that? How do we live that way? Well, we live with Christ. We keep Christ as king of our life. It's a, it's a daily process of, of time with him. Some of you, I don't have a picture of this, but the little circles of E being our ego, ourself, and is it on the throne of our life or is Christ on the throne of our life? And it's really that simple process of keeping him in that place of, of priority and letting him develop how we think. Last week we talked about a new way of thinking, of processing the thoughts that, that enter our mind. And, and, and now, um, and one of the things that we need to think of sometimes when, we, when we're tempted to pride, when we're focusing on ourselves, is to remember who got us here in the first place. If it's something over which we might feel a great deal of pride or accomplishment, how did we get here? Who gave me the gifts? Who opened up the opportunities that I have? And so we remember that. Not to knock ourselves down, but to get ourselves back in this place of perspective. New ways of thinking are new ways of remembering, new ways of perspective. And we remember then his model. We remember then his attitude. We remember then his treatment of others. We remember then the value that he gives to others. You know, we said in our um, uh, this opening statement that I've, I've used each week that the Easter road is a road to reconciliation with God and one another. And I think this reconciliation with God, this is the vertical where our sins are forgiven and we receive this gift of grace. But it also leads us to deal with this, the horizontal, the relationships with each other. The one-on-one relationships that we have and are called into, as well as the relationships in terms of people groups that we continue to struggle with in, in this world. And seriously, whether they be ethnic groups, groups of class, or even political persuasion, we're being, we're being struck with this in these days, aren't we, when we watch what's happening without saying any, any opinion about the politics right now. It's a crazy time. And we seem to be drawing lines farther. We seem to be forcing ourselves farther and farther away from each other when in Christ we're called to not only reconcile with him, but reconcile with each other. And sometimes it takes some acts of humility, doesn't it? Sometimes it takes admitting, I don't have all the answers. And here's another phrase some of you may be really good at saying. Some of you maybe have never said these words. I'm sorry, I was, I was, I was wrong. That's a humble act. Some of us back all over ourselves, apologizing all the time, and others can hardly form the words, I'm sorry. The Easter road is a road to reconciliation with God, but our humility also comes in this reconciliation with each other. And when it comes to some of the, the stark racial issues that we deal with too, it means admitting I don't have it all figured out. I don't understand. Being humble and serving one another means I will keep my mouth closed and I will wait to form my opinion till I hear the stories of my sister and I hear the stories of my brother and what they struggle with and what I need to learn. That's humility in action too. That's a humble act of service saying, I don't always have it all figured out. I don't understand all of this. And I'm not going to be afraid to open myself up to new ways of seeing or thinking. The way of humility is a way of service and of seeing things in new ways. 
As we come back to this road here into verse 12, 3, it, um, it speaks then of not considering ourselves as more important than others. But it really leads us into this area of service as well. If, you, um, if you're familiar at all with, with Romans chapter 12, if you're not, I'll, I'll give you a little briefing here. 1 and 2 talk about uh, offering ourselves as a sacrifice. Verse 2 talks about not being conformed to the world. We talked about that last week. Renewing our mind. Verse 3 says, don't consider yourselves as more important than others. The rest of Romans 12, anybody remember what Romans 12 is about? It's about spiritual gifts. That's where Paul is heading in chapter 12. He's getting practical now. He's talking about our attitude of humility. He's talking about new ways of thinking. And then he dives into talking about service. This is the chapter, and read it if you're not familiar with it. When you get home, whatever. About the gifts that we give and, and, and how we can't all be arms and we all can't be hands and feet. We all need each other. The body needs to work together. And so he leads us into this very practical a passage of how we serve one another within the church for the greater good of what God is doing in and through the church. Our giving then and our giving of time is a sacrifice of time and energy. And it's not always going to be fun and fulfilling. Sometimes we look at service as something just to sort of say, well, I, I feel like I take so much, I'm just going to give a little bit and then I'll feel better. It's not about how we feel all the time, is it? It's about helping others who are in need. Our service then becomes more and more focused on the needs of others, the needs of our church, the needs of our organization, more than our own needs. And that is the way of service to which we're called. But as we wrap this up, we come back to the person of Christ. As he stepped into that road that day, that Sunday. He was traveling a literal road into Jerusalem. He'd stayed away from Jerusalem for a while because things had been getting pretty tense and difficult. There were people holding up signs saying, dump Jesus. He knew people were out to get him. But he knew that this was the week. It was the week in God's timing. And so he stepped onto that road and he stepped into that week where he knew that his life would be taken from him. He shows us the way of humility by accepting what happened to him and serving us with the ultimate act of service by the gift of his life on the cross and the gift of forgiveness that he gives. Each week we've said, need to know, need to go. (laughs) The need to know is these details, that that what these verses are, that's why I've given them to you each week. We need to know this plan of salvation, how it's come real in us or come to grips with whether it has or not. And then the need to go is that willingness to invite somebody else to travel that road with us. A couple weeks ago, Pastor Diana preached on chapter 10 where it talks about if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. We talked about our own story of coming to faith and a lot of you put your story on that road, on that wall. So the little stones you see there, you can stop and look where people have marked the point in their life where they've come to Christ. Last week, we put this road up, and there's little Sharpies tucked along the top there, and you can come up anytime during the closing song or afterwards and write the name of somebody you're praying for. If you don't want to put the name, a first name, you can put friend, neighbor, new neighbor, work associate. You know who they are. God knows who they are. Of people that you're praying, saying, I want this person to know the gift of life in Christ as well. Need to know, need to go. But as you enter into this week, I want to encourage you with these final thoughts of making sure that Jesus is, in fact, your king, the king of your life. And if so, then what are the areas there where he may be calling you to serve others in humility?
Let's reflect on that as we pray and as we get ready to close. Lord Jesus, for some of us who have been going to church a long time, most of our life, we know the Palm Sunday story. We know the images. We know the hosannas. We know that they turned in to crucify him later in the week. Lord, take us from a place of familiar and take us deep into our own hearts to consider what you did. Your act of sacrifice, your gift of service and humility. And let it be part of what transforms us and transforms the way we think and the way we serve. Lord, we ask now that as we head into this week to Monday, Thursday, and Easter, that you would open up our hearts, our minds, and especially our spirits to identify more deeply that when we're standing here a week from now, we rejoice in a genuine way of proclaiming your salvation, your resurrection, and our hope. We love you, Lord, and we pray this in your name. Amen.